Um, so I'm Thomas von Tonder, hashtag Beast Mode, Red Bull Obstacle Racing Athlete from South Africa. You're listening to OCR Audio. Uh, I'm Ian Hozik. You've been listening to OCR Audio. And if you stop listening early, I'll stick Watson on you. And he's terrifying. <laughs> Hey, I'm Matt Walrath, and you're listening to OCR Audio. No looky looky. No looky looky. Right, recording. Excellent. <laughs> I even got the clapping. Did you hear me? You gotta get that in. <laughs> okay, so Luke's um, God knows what A-wall. Luke's doing. He's, he's shaving his boobs or whatever he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. He's gone A-wall. Oh my god. Disappointed <laughs> with his uh, finishing second at the weekend, so he's. We've not heard from him since. He's um, gone into a state of depression. So today I am joined with our very own co-host, Natasha, and we're just going to go through some <laughs> I bet your guide he's not here, so you can't... <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's done it on purpose. He's like, I'm not going on a podcast with Jack just so he can't gloat. <laughs> I'm not gloating. The best man won, pure and simple. <laughs> but let's talk about Saturday first, because obviously Saturday was the series race. That's, the, that's where the big one is. Um... Let's start with you, Tash. How, how did you find Saturday, the St. Clair Super? Ah, uh, the first thing is it was so nice to have a few more women in the start this time compared to last year, but we still need more. I think there was, is it 14 starters? I think about 40, 15, which is still a big improvement from last year, isn't it? Yeah, it's like double to what we had last year, so that was quite nice. And we obviously had some people from Europe come over, um, which added a bit of competition. Ah. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I don't like St. Clair. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what it is about that venue. I just, every year that's been my least favourite venue and I don't know whether, but this year I went into it a bit more like, you know, just give it give it a third chance, you know. Um, first couple of miles was great, felt really confident, really easy with the pace, up with Andrea and Miriam and then I'll be honest, my weakness with the hills, the Get get yourself some elevation. I think it's they like were just, they were relentless as well. They weren't even like yeah. it wasn't even like a hill you could pace yourself on because it was so much like switchbacky as well, wasn't it? And oh. like ankle breaking stuff. Like it was almost a, like a, a slant. Yeah, exactly. A camper. So like you really had to adjust your feet as well mm. um, while you're running or trying to run. You know, uh, less than a sub six minute mile. <laughs> I'm honest. I was like, I just got to the point where I was like, I am so bored of hills now. Can we just have some nice running, please? Yeah. But, um, some, yeah, I would have liked some more carries spread out through the course. They, well. they, I mean, looking at the map, they, I mean, we went there Friday, didn't we, and had a quick look at the map. And it was definitely evident that it was going to be a load of obstacles, mm. a shitload of running, a load of obstacles, a shitload of running, and then obviously festival area. And all the carries they'd put at the back ends. In that which, field, yeah. Which is interesting. It's, um, I mean, I think what they're going to do this year, and I think what we'll find going out through the series, is each venue is going to have its own unique style. And I yeah. think with this style, I mean, it was weird, wasn't it, when we turned up to the festival, the eight-foot walls had gone. So anybody that's done yeah. start, and they always been to the eight-foot walls. Which I actually kind of like because... I liked it. Sometimes it's a more exciting finish. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I and, uh, we'll get on to this a bit later. I love the spear being in the last bit. I love because it's mm. a game changer, which we'll we'll explain. But yeah, so many was. people say, "Oh, that bloody spear!" But I think it's still a weakness for so many people. I think if you're going to miss it, it's easier if you miss it early in a race. Whereas if you miss mm-hmm. it at the ends, yeah, 
you ain't coming you back know, from it. You don't come back for it, which I like. That's Spartan racing. Get out, train on the spear for God's sake, you know. Um, and also, and I found this, it, um, I think that was the one point in the race where I completely, well, no, I lost focus, I admit, on the hills, but I was really focused. And then um, me and Jade came into that spear at exactly the same time. And I could rem- I remember it so clearly. I was thinking, do I throw it first? Or do I throw it second? And it's like, it, it must have been a few seconds, but I feel like I was thinking for ages. So I was thinking, well, if she throws it first and she gets it in, then she's going to get over that all quicker than me. So really, I should go first. But then if she misses and I take my time, I could get it in because I'm thinking, I was like, I don't know how this will work through my brain, but then I just that, locked it. That is a I had lot. the worst throw of my life. <laughs> that is a lot going on in like a split second. I don't know. This is interesting. There's a question out to our or sort of open waivers. Do they get that pressure? We only get that pressure because we're normally coming in top five, top ten. So we've yeah. got that added pressure of, oh, my God, we've got to hit it. Now, as an open wave, this is a good question. Do they get that same pressure? That And I'll tell you what it is. When you, like you say, you pick up the spear, you make sure the rope's all knotted and you mm. pick it up. It feels like ten minutes, doesn't it? When you're yeah. throwing that damn thing, it feels like you've been stood there ten minutes and you blank yeah. everything out. I mean – when I threw the spear both times, there was a crowd the size of, like, you know, the whole festival behind me. I oh, I didn't hear that. them at all. Can't hear no. them. All that's going in my head is, hit the spear, hit the spear, hit the spear, mm. hit the spear. And, but I wonder, for the open waivers, is that the same feeling, do you think? Or do you think the pressure's off? It doesn't matter if it's for them, it's just to try. You know, it's mm. interesting. Is that just an elite thing, an age group thing? Or do you think they do get that same pressure? I think, I think that thing is the racing thing I think they just have pressures I really don't want to do 30 the one thing about the finish area so I really liked them getting rid of those walls um, and I've had the conversation I think it was with James Bentley to say I really like in America how they don't have those walls at the end because it may, like you saw the sprint finish between Ryan Woods and Ryan Atkins and Rose and Rebecca it was like oh my god it's like all down to the wire but if you've got those big walls in the way it ruins it but even if you're quick, it slows you down by what ten seconds to get over. Oh, it's just a fr- yeah. and it's, it's boring. It's a boring yeah. obstacle. Yeah. But the only thing that they ruined it with was having a second long barbed wire crawl in the village. I was like, well, this just slows it down again. There's no sprint flat out finish because like the a-frame great and all of that like that can be done quite quick and it's like oh he's running around the corner to see who's in the lead and yeah, then 100% oh now stick them in a barbed wire for a minute i mean we've somehow gone from the start of the race to the end of the race but just to explain to the guys oh, that we've there, <laughs> no it's fine um so once you come over that bridge we basically had rope climb which is okay because it's yeah, quite good, yeah. z walls which is interesting because i'm oh, surprised how many people fail that still Probably the pressure again, racing. Yeah. A-frame cargo net, which is, uh, we can get there in a minute, but this weekend I found I'm not very good at doing it. Um, then, like you say, round the corner, barbed wire, slip wall, which is pointless with no water, by the way. I don't get why they put a slip wall there when it's, it, there's, to me, it's not an obstacle. It's not, it's not difficult to get over. It doesn't do anything. You know, no one's quicker than anybody else on it. Yes, okay, it's full of water, fine. Then obviously spear, uh, lean to wall, fire, jump, go. Now, could you imagine, right, off that A-frame as you come around that last sort of 100-metre sprint into the spear, how cool would it have been if they put the four-foot walls there or the over-under-throughs? Oh, yeah. Something where you can keep your pace up, but yeah. if you're neck and neck with someone, it's like fast. 
you know, yeah. like, it's nothing like, better than seeing two athletes going. Yeah, yeah, two athletes going at it, putting everything on the line. Whereas, like you say, the barbed wire crawl, it's a bit of an anticlimax. Like, mm. jumping forward, when I was in it for the Sunday, when I was, I was winning, it was a bit like, once I got onto that barbed wire and knew I had 10 meter head start, unless Scott Barker had, I don't know, somehow become a, a magician of going under barbed wire, there's no way he was catching me. As long as I hit my spear, there was nothing to change between me and the winning and Scott or third or fourth, you know, like, but I like the idea that you could put a bit of skill in there, which still changed the, there's no skill to go under the wall. There's no skill to go under the barbed wire, you know? So yeah, I think something where you can have a bit of pace or a bit of trickery, which is why UK is, is screaming out for the multi-rig. Because if yes. you put the multi-rig there at the end, again, it's interesting, it's failable. It's like, who's the quickest you can get over this technical obstacle? I think that will come, and that's yeah. a story for another day. But yeah, yeah no, even I, your I idea agree. of the even your idea of the walls is quite good because when you're going at pace, it's like your heart rates up and stuff like that. It's like who can scale it quickly? Who can like t- like a boys hurdle it? Who can hurdle it? And it still keeps your heart rate up. Barbed wire does the complete opposite. I have to admit because uh, me and Jade were neck and neck on the A frame, and I hit the barbed wire just before her. I have rips all in my top. My back is ripped to shreds. I caught my hair in it because someone went, get down. So I shoved my bum down, shoved my head up, and got my quiff completely cured. You quit. <laughs> so I tried to rip my hair out of the barbed wire. So it was a very messy finish. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't elegant at all. <laughs> so let's come back to the start of the race then. So we all knew that uh, this particular race, it basically starts in the start line. And you've literally got what two hundred meters of pure flat out running. Yeah, that was good. Up bridge across the M twenty, and then that sharp right hand turn. Um, which, hill. in my wave, uh, there's a couple of people. I think it was Dan Corner and Jason Bruddock that actually went into the fence that they had there blocking the the road. Ooh, oh, dear. Obviously, I I I fortunately had the bright idea of getting in front of the race yes. very early, so yeah. I got up that hill and out the way before any carnage. So I think there's a few um, people that got well behind because of that. I, I learnt my lesson from Mallorca and me and Andrea just set off like flat out because we knew that from last year that sharp corner was coming with a straight uphill. So if you get stuck behind, you, uh, you've got no chance. You've just got to go flat out over that bridge. And then- so For me, that first part of that race was pretty boring. So once you've gone flat out and up that hill, for me, they put three, two four-foot walls under, over, through, and then two <laughs> four-foot walls again. Like you, you kind of threw was funny though, because me, Andrea, and Miriam were all together, and I went, you know, it's over under. They went over and went to Miriam went to go over, and then Andrea started copying her. So I'm crawling under, going, "No, girls, get under!" <laughs> Miriam's like, "Thank you." <laughs> Off she trots. <laughs> so anybody doesn't know who Miriam is? Is Miriam Bousset who? Left oh yeah. European, other than Susanna Kotsimova, she is phenomenal. I mean, like super quick. Yeah, top five in the in the world champs. Top five sure. in the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was funny. I how she was in a jacket as well. I was like running next to her, going, "How are you in a jacket?" Yeah, they all do it. Like if you look at all those foreigners that come over, they all wear like far too much clothes. And we had a guy in our thing. He had like a real thick like gold chain on. I'm thinking, well, he's missing really the one race. from Europe races, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. 100%. But um, so, yeah, over through and under, then over the walls again, back into some woods. Then, literally, for about what, three or four K, 
not even no, probably not that. Two K yeah, maybe. Couple of K, yeah. Yeah. Then we were into then, the first sort they, of build of obstacles, which included uh, Ben. So two more walls. Yeah. yeah two, two more big walls. Six bursts, you, you did that really long where last year we had that long tire carry. Yeah. That was just a run. It was and a then run. they took you into a new bit of woods that we didn't do last year with more switchbacks. Then yeah. back out up the hill. Yeah. To was it Olympus or Bender? Bender. Bender. Yeah, they're all um, in there, weren't they? Bender, Twister, um, Olympus. Back down the hill, back up the hill. Another Olympus. barbed wire. The first barbed wire was there. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Back into the hills. Then it was literally about three k. So once we got off Twister, yeah. Olympus, sorry, a lot of running into Twister. Yeah. A lot of steroid Sparta. Then a hell of a lot more running, and then we got into sort of what I call call the sprint course. So then you went into rings. Monkey bars. Know, within twist. that running, that's where they got that, was it like 1,800 and something feet of elevation? I was thinking yeah. about this. The first couple of miles, not that hilly. The last couple of miles in all that field, not hilly. So it was all within the middle. That's why it was so Although brutal. that middle section that we did the tyre carry on last year mm. is quite a bit of downhill and quite a bit of uphill without you really realising. Yeah, it's just <clears> relentless. And it's interesting because yeah. that's where, in my personal race, that's where I made up, I was able to keep up with like the Dan Corner and, and 12 yeah. because of that slight downhill. I was looking at my watch and I was doing, I think my average was 420 at one point. Oh, going do you down know that's funny though? We were looking at Strava afterwards, I'm not on it, but I was looking at Dan's and I was like, oh my life, Jason Brunner did the fastest bucket carry and then I was like, Hold on, it says he did it in like, he was doing six something minute miling on the bucket. And then we realized it's overwrote. You know, when we had the bucket last year, that was a run. So uh, so Jason Brunick has taken the crown for the 2018 bucket carry oh, because this it year it was oh, a run. <laughs> it's interesting because I'm not, I've taken myself off Strava as well. I only use it for personal reasons now. Um, so obviously I don't get added into any of the segment things. Yeah. Which is, which has almost like made me want to go back on Strava just to see the crowns, but no, I'm not. <laughs> so if anybody's trying to find me on Strava, I'm not being rude. I've generally just yeah. used it yeah. for personal, personal reasons. Um, basically, I just, I just, yeah, I only use it as a training log now. But it is interesting when you have all those bucket carries and stuff. It's interesting to see where you stack with everyone else. But it doesn't work, like you say, if you've run over last year's course and you've done it without the bucket or whatever. <laughs> it doesn't quite yeah. work. It's not quite fair. Um, not quite fair at all. So just coming back off the actual course now, how did you feel going into the race? Like, I was thinking this earlier when I was walking the dogs, I was thinking, I always get a little bit nervous, but it's not nervous, but it's almost like, I know I can perform. It's how has everyone else done? Now, obviously, with you guys, we've had the same coach and we've done a lot of training together. So I knew how Luke was feeling. I know how you were feeling. But it's, it's all those other people, isn't it? You just, oh, how's Dan Corner feeling? How's, how's Jesse going to feel? How's, you know, uh, Andrea doing? So for you, do you get very sort of uh, nervous going into that type of race, really being the first one of the series? Or are you just sort of like, it is what it is, just get on with it? No, I used to. I don't think I was that nervous this year because I, I think I learned a really good lesson for Perth and Windsor last year where I had really good races just focusing on me. So I went into this one just thinking, I can't control what everyone else has done. So I just need to run my race and whatever happens, happens. And then I'll learn the lessons from it. And wherever my weaknesses are, that's what I need. It's just unfortunate that obviously this series... Um, 
is very short and the points difference makes a big difference. So that was the only pressure. But I always seem to get better as the season goes on. Um, and I don't know whether that's because I just think, okay, well, that didn't go so well. So that's what I need to work on. And then I just find myself. But I didn't, I tried not to let anyone else get in my head this year. Um, because you can't, that, then you just don't run your own race. And then you're never going to get the best out yourself. Um, this sounds very mature of me, doesn't it? It does sound very mature. Maybe you're growing up now. Yeah. Maybe you're actually yeah. your age. <laughs> so <laughs> um, no, but no, there's still obviously that pressure because we all want to do well. But um, I'm not worrying about anyone else because I, I, that doesn't help me, does it? That's a, that's a big thing for me. I think I'm just thinking now as you're answering the question. I'm thinking, yeah, that's, it rings true for me as well. Like just run your own race, and it's amazing what potentially could happen if you just focus on you for once. And I think in my previous racings, I've probably been worried about other people and other positions mm-hmm. and what I need to do. But sometimes. Other races, like Saturday, for instance, for me, Tom Tweddle, Dan Corner, those two foreign guys that came in, um, who turns out one of them's a, an ultra French champion. Do you know what I mean? You just can't vouch for those people. All you can do is what you can do. And if you do your best on the day and you know you're good enough and your training's right, then yeah. that's going to be good enough, you know, sometimes. Sometimes I mean, it's not. But like you say, then you yeah. take that and learn from the next race. So I, I had my frustrations in the race, but that was more based around myself like um I felt like the hills I had no power up them like I could trot up them like do, 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 fine and the flat I felt great um but then Did I you walk much on the hills power nowhere near as much as last year nowhere right. near as much so do you think very... that's a negative to you in the sense of what I mean by that is sometimes if I power walk up a hill I'm slower on the actual hill itself but and then I can get back oh. to a five and a half six minute pace off the hill quicker than what I can if I try to run that hill. I'm now quite good at recognising my heart and when I need to back off and walk um, because I know what I can I know I'm just from my training and looking at my heart I, one of my positives is my heart drops really quick it probably spikes quick but it, it fluctuates quick so I know that it, just backing off for whatever how many seconds I can get it back down and then run on hard so I'm quite good at going no don't try and keep up, back off. But then that's, yeah, that, that was frustrating. But positives, like um, on the flat, I felt like my pace was there. Um, so the first couple of miles, I felt really quite easy. And it was just the hills. So I just need to learn from that. So talking of the course. Tweak the training. Tweak the training. What did you fail on the Saturday? Spear. Just the spear. Is that all you failed? Just, yeah. And actually coming into the hoist, there was... Um, a foreign lady who'd got ahead of me on the hills and she was um, just not big. Like she was obviously very athletic, but she's way bigger than me and she'd failed it. And I, for a split second, was running in seeing her doing burpees thinking, oh my God, if she's failed it, I'm going to fail it. And I went, no, 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 no. Do not think like that. And, and that's then, typical what I was just saying. You've got to ignore yeah. it. And it's difficult because in Spartan race, they do it on purpose, don't they? I always have that same thing with Luke. You know, I also on the... Um, on the Sunday with me and Luke going into that hoist, you know, normally Luke would have that up and be gone and I'd be thinking, oh shit, why have I not worked on my deadlifts this week or my pulls or whatever, you know, whereas this time I had it up and gone and he must have been thinking, well, Christ, Jack got that up for it. You know, he's a much bigger guy than me, but yeah, you just can't let that enter your head. I reframed it in my head as, I'm going to show these marshals that, that this little midget can lift this hoist. <laughs> The only frustrating thing was, well, I think I got like four or five pulls in 
And you know when it stops, a foot from the top. You're like, oh, for God's sake, I've got to do another foot. (laughs) What's really interesting, right, is that I don't think is any different weight to what it was that first time. And I swear to God, I could not get that bag off the floor that first time I had that in Madison Lodge. So is it just prove to you and prove to me that a lot of it is mental. Like, I know I can physically lift that weight. I know I can do it clean and fresh. I know, obviously, the course would probably have an effect. But, like... I don't struggle with that horse anymore. You know, I just don't struggle with it, but I don't quite know. I haven't trained it specifically. Okay, yes, I've done a lot more grip work. I've done a lot more back work. But in general, you know. You know I've, I've not done a hoist this year, but uh, because Mallorca doesn't count because that was really light. Um, but I remember last year, I can't remember if it was Becky Rendell said, um, or whether one of the other girls, that she saw me run into the hoist, jump up at the rope and grab it, and I stayed up in the air. The hoist didn't move off the floor. <laughs> Um, so that's how heavy I found it last year. Uh, it might, I don't know, it felt just as heavy. I'm not going to say it was easy because it wasn't, um, but maybe because I'm expecting it. Like I know yeah, it's yeah. going to. That's what then, I mean. Uh, when you're running into it, it, you're already yeah. thinking, I can do this, I will do this. I've done there's it before. My, there's my competitors, boom, 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 yeah. The only issue with that is when it's raining and, and winds are a lot of people failed it because number one, it was raining heavily, so the bag's obviously heavier. And the um, the thin climbing rope is really hard to grip and pull when it's wet. And, and also, where your individual training is going to come in. Like if you've trained it in the wet with those thin ropes, then you're more likely to do it. Mm. But, but it also adds a lot of weight to the sand. Same yeah. yeah. I mean, without being, I mean, if you think in that lineup, Miriam, tiny, you, tiny, Andrew yeah. Piquez, tiny. The only one yeah. that I would say should be able to get that because of what she does is Jade. But you say Jade failed that. I think so, yeah. So, Andrea got it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it is still one of those that's going to catch a few people out. I mean, I went out on the Sunday with the Open Wave, and a lot of my guys that I train, uh, they do it, but they couldn't believe how hard it was. Yeah. It was, I could see it. It was a mental thing. It wasn't necessarily they weren't strong enough to do it. It is a mental block. Like, this is tough. I can give up. I'll cut. And I think once you, like you say, you get that bag over halfway, and you're in there, and you've been there five five minutes to say feels like five minutes 10 seconds mm. um i do think you start considering burpees would be easier and once it that, is such an effort yeah, yeah. And once that mindset starts coming in that's the wrong attitude yeah and then you get down then you start going oh i've lost my place and, blah, blah, blah. and talking of that so where did you at what point on the race on saturday did you did you you said earlier that you sort of mindset went a bit or what point was that for you on the race oh la, la, la. I'm trying, probably quite early on. Um, Did that affect your race? Yeah. I was probably not... I had to have a word with myself after. I, I mean, again, it probably felt like 20 minutes, so it probably wasn't that long. It was definitely in the woods, um, probably after, like, Twister and stuff like that, when I really started to feel like, oh, this is so frustrating. Like, I'm quicker than this. Come on, legs. Um, and then I started to think oh, I hate this, why am I doing it? Maybe I should just go back to flat running because that's what I'm good at. And, yeah, all that stupid talk you tell yourself. And then I just gave myself a, a kick up the bum and we just thought there is an awful lot left in this. Then I started to think about that field with all the obstacles, the spears at the end, don't ever give up. Um, so, yeah, and I pulled it back because I think I dropped a few places back from when I was with Andrea and Miriam, but I managed to pull it back to just overtaking Jade at the A-frame at the end, but then obviously her burpees were super fast at the spear when we both missed it. 
but I pulled quite a lot of time back, it shows, by not giving up. So if you had hit the spear, you would have been third? Third, could, yeah. Could you, have, could you have done better? Was Miriam and Andrea already finished by then? or? I think in total with my burpees, my spear, I was three minutes behind. So, no, I think it would still have no. been third. It was yeah. Still, yeah, you still would have been third. Yeah. But, yeah, let's hope for you knowing that, that I think the more good thing is if you'd had a clean run, as in you hadn't missed the spear. Yeah, yeah. At least now you still know that you're a minute and a half, potentially a minute better off if you can, you know, if you can not miss a spear. And it's just, it's just things to train, isn't it? Like um, my hill speed. I'm yeah. good at, I'm good now. I mean, I've got to be good, like nice to myself. This time last year, I couldn't even run a hill. Like I had nothing. Whereas now I can run the hills. I just need to get quicker at them. Um, and also always continuing on that mind thing, just not letting it, trying to really focus because I did back off and um, actually me and Andrea have had a really good discussion because we're the opposite of each other so we were discussing London Marathon because she went to watch it and she's going oh I think I might want to do it and I was like oh you definitely got to do it once in your life um, and I said but you need to train to she loves going in the pain cave and this is what I admire about her and I said I need to get better at that because of like and you're probably the same Jack because of our endurance background we've always trained don't hit the red because you've got to keep this going for a long time. Only hit the red when the finish line's in sight. So like a marathon, you ain't going to get round. So I thought it was mine, sub three. So I trained myself that 6.42 pace was under my threshold. If I'd have gone over that, I'd have blown up. So, but I, so I'm not very good at getting in that red and having the mindset to keep pushing. I'm getting better. But Andrea searches that. She's like, I love it when my lungs are burning and like everything hurts. Like that's what I go after. I hate but, that. I, 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 I yes. at that point. I hate that horrible. Yeah. Like even like you've been the stitch coming on, you know, mm. and you think, oh my god. Even if you're winning, and and a story for later on. But when I was winning the race, I, yeah, I was uh, hurting so much. But yeah, mindset. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just mm. keep going. You know, it's only a few more obstacles. Yeah, we all focus on our physical training, but that is massive. Um, it's easy to go, do you know what? I'm happy to settle for second. I'm happy for third. And it's a, even so if it's the thing. I was happy to my top 50 that I wanted, when I realized that was out of touch when I was dying on a mountain somewhere, all of a sudden mindset was just finish, Jack. I'll be happy just to finish. I'll be happy when yeah. I'm drinking beer and eating pizza, you know. Yeah. Somewhere. But it's amazing how your mindset changes when things get harder and harder and yeah. harder. But so we've all, we've all got to work on it. And the more you do it, the better it will get. Like, I'll never forget. Um, Dan always reminds me in Perth. And I was leading. I didn't know how much at that point. But on the monkey bars, it was the first time they have made the monkey bars up, down, up, down, up, down. And I hadn't even spotted that until I got on them. And obviously, you're a bit tired. And I got about three quarters of the way through. And he says, you got on one bar and you hung there. And he says, you looked at me because he was watching. He's like, you just looked me in the eye. And I was like, you just looked at me like, I'm going to drop burpees is easier. And then he said, like, in a split second, I just saw you change your mind and go, absolutely not. And you, I swung backwards to the bar behind and got my swing back and carried on. But that taught me a lot because I it could even feel myself going, oh, I'll just drop and take burpees. But luckily, I caught myself and was like, no, 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 no. 30 burpees is horrible. And it's exactly the same thing. The more you do that, the more you get out of it, but it's just something you've got to keep working on. So, quick quiet question then before we finish this off and before we get Luke on to gloat. Um, 
So if you were to go into the race now, what would you do differently? How long have I got before the race? <laughs> <laughs> Not a season. No, but I think, Knowing um, what you know now, how would you attack the course differently? Oh. Um, would you save more energy at certain areas? Would you train no. an obstacle more? Or, you know, no, would you think, I, you know, I think I ran the race as well as I could, I'll be honest. Um, I lacked, I lacked the power up the hills. I can't, I, that is, you know, I'm not even going to try and hide that as an excuse. That is a training flaw. That is a flaw in my running. Um, and probably the bit I'd get rid of the, the negativity because I probably did back off without even realizing it because I just felt like this is too hard for a bit in there in the middle. Um, but apart from that, and the, and the spear, I would have just focused on me not on having Jade right next to me. And she and did, said she thought exactly the same. And did, did Jade throw the spear first or did you? Me. Okay. And you missed, and, so. And afterwards, my dad was, he was going, you should have let her go first because then you should have taken your time and relaxed. I was like, and he was like, that's the risk you take. If she'd got it in, then she got it in. I was like, yeah, but that in my head, I was thinking, take the risk and throw it first because if you get it in, you're on that wall first. Like you can't, you just, you it's a situation again that we've not been in before where you've had that spear right there at the finish. So we've learned from it, you know, next time, if that happens, you go into it, you just think, don't even think about first, second or whatever. Um, who throws first or second, just focus on that blimmin' target. <laughs> what was your worst part about the course? Whether it be an obstacle, whether it be the running section, terrain, terrain. just the terrain, the hills. Yeah. like that at all. No, and that's uh, not because of, I think it was bad in any way. I think it was just, that was my downfall. Um, and that's on me, not on the train, if that makes sense. Yeah. Favourite part of the course? Mm, probably the field of obstacles, just because that's what we're doing. Obstacle racing. <laughs> that was obstacles. Which is your favourite <laughs> obstacle? Which, like, the one you come to, which do you actually enjoy doing the most? Because we, let's say... We all do this for sport now because we all do it because we're competitive. But mm. I still really enjoy just doing obstacles, a bit of a challenge. And we'll get onto this later on and I'll probably get in touch with this. But I just think now Spartan, at the minute, I know they've got plans this year, but at the minute, I just don't, th I think now that everything is doable. There's no real challenge now unless they throw you a mounting or unless, you know, they put the hoist in water or whatever. You know, I just think that, but I still do enjoy doing the obstacles, even the A-frame. You know, although yeah, I fell off yeah. it a bit, but I do uh, doing it. Um, those obstacles are all doable unless it's wet. That's when it adds, you know, if it's raining, things like monkey bars, twister, they all become failable quite quickly. Um, I don't know if I have a To be honest, my favourite is still from Yorker when they mixed in the rings, monkey bars, rings. That I thought was quite fun because you have to think, you know, I don't know, just... You have to have a little think while you're in it. Okay, so here's a question then. Why do you keep coming back to OCR and why Spartan? If you're a pure runner, why do you keep coming back to Spartan? Oh, I'm not a pure runner anymore. I can't think of anything. Well, I do want to go to ultra running because it gives you a, a different mental challenge. Um, but the thought of going back to pure, just, you know, 10Ks or whatever, just the thought just bored me. Um even though I'd probably be better at that, I'll be honest. That's probably my strength. It's, um, I don't know, it's really hard. What about you? I just think it's so much more interesting because of the training stimulus it gives you. Like, yeah. You never get bored in training. There's I love the challenge of it. I yeah. love the challenge. And, I, and I, the reason I like OCR so much, and Spartan specifically, is 
that you can be the best runner out there and still not win a race? Oh, absolutely not. Like my, my friend is a quicker runner than probably at the moment flat running any of those girls on that course. She is so fast, but she did her first Spartan at the weekend. And she won't mind me saying this because she's going to work on it and come back. She's already she's signing up. For, your ass. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's already signing up for Windsor. She said that was the worst eight, nine miles of my life, but I'm signing up for Windsor. But she was an hour and five minutes slower than me. And she's a quicker runner than me. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, it, that shows the difference between, and this is what I'd like the running community to realize, the difference of an OCR athlete to what they think. They think it's not competitive. It's not an athletic sport. Well, it blimmin' well is. That goes to show it. Um, and I think personally for me, it, it makes me feel like strong. Like I think I've come from being such a scrawny little marathon runner who everyone just thought was like a twig and with the nickname Kermit because I'm a little frog leg. And now like, I can carry that bucket. I can lift that hoist. You know, it just gives you a sense of achievement. And there's always something to improve on. Like I said, you know, we're never going to be, that's it, done, perfect. You know, it's not like, right, I've ticked off that time for this distance. It's always going to be different. So that's why. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And great yeah. community. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's all right. Um, so, what about you? Yeah, like I say, I like the idea of it can all change in an obstacle. I mean, I've been in a couple of races now where you've been 10th, and all of a sudden, a couple of people miss something or miss a spear or fall off the Z wall or something like that. Next thing you know, you're in fifth, you know. And to me, it surprised me. I know this every time. I always say it to myself, racing to the end, racing to the end, racing to the end. But I watched some uh, certain athletes, and I'm, I'm sure Scott won't mind me saying, but like on, Sun, on Saturday, Scott came from probably 10th, and he managed to hit third just because <sighs> he just kept going. You know, he did not let anything else bother you know, just kept going. And he keeps doing that. He's a, he's a magician at doing that. Just getting, just creeping on that podium. Now, Scott is nowhere near the fastest runner in that whole of that field. But yet he does better than most. Oh, he's a great obstacle racer. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But I like that. And I like I like the yeah. challenge of it. And, and what I also like about Spartan is, and this is going to really annoy me, and we're going to have a podcast on this, I'm sure. One thing that I really want to bring up, I've just I've mentioned it now, but this whole thing about standardization of obstacles, no, I hate the idea. Mm, I like yeah. the fact that every single race is different. Yeah. I like the fact that they might send you up that hill or that hill or that hill or you're going to do that tiger. Why make it all standardised? No. Not a chance. Wait, wait, the idea of the element of surprise, it ruins. Of course, and it's fun. You know, yeah. like, shit, that caught me out. I've just went back 10 places. Like you now. You know, I remember missing my, my 2016, I missed the first two or three spears in my first ever few races. I remember being so gutted, I actually went out and bought a spear. You know, my back garden went and bought a spear. Now I've got a whole playground. But in general, do you know what I mean? I remember wanting just to just challenge myself and get to the point where now when I get that spear, it doesn't faze me. I've got so much confidence to put that spear in, it does not bother me. Well, you know? if you look at um, London Marathon as an example, it's the same race, the same route, every single year. I never want to do it again. Boring, boring, and everyone, boring, Everyone boring. says, why do you want to do it again? I'm like, I've done it. Like, I've done it a few times. Whereas Spartan, I will go back every year to every venue because it's always different. If it's the same every time, no, nah, just wouldn't wouldn't be as exciting. OCR is a brilliant sport, and I'm I'm so glad it's growing in the in UK, and I think it will get bigger. It just we just need a few more people to participate, and it's interesting. We've got other people coming from other sports, which is nice. You know, CrossFit, mm -hmm. running, trail running, um, all that type of thing. So more of that, I think, the sport will grow. Um, and it's nice to see some new faces in Spartan. Um, and 
some good news. You know, Tom Tweddle, yeah. you know, he normally does the first race, but I think he's now going to do the series. You know, Dan Corner's come from a canoe in and on background. Yeah. So that's, you know, great. And then some of the, the foreign guys, I didn't even know the name, like Dominique or someone from France, you know, these guys are coming over to race in our series. It's great. You know, more, more the merrier for me, you know, um, Obviously, you've then got Tristan Steed, who I don't know where he was this weekend. You've got kind of Hancock, obviously, he's, you know, got family problems. But in general, you know, he's going to race and be in and abouts, you know. And then obviously, you've got the pro team. You know, it's just so exciting now. And, and what I like is that um, when you turn up to like a running race, this isn't to upset the runners out there, no one talks to anyone. Everyone's really like eyeing each other up. Like, whereas we are actually really good friends. And actually, yeah, of course, we, we want to do our best out on that course. and We want to beat everyone, but we're still really good friends. And I feel like we're everyone's so supportive of each other. And afterwards, you know, I've made friends for life, I think. 100%. Like-minded people who don't think we're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> everyone saying. else thinks we're crazy. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> when you do what? You, you do what? You, you Why would you want to How do high? that? How high? Yeah, what would you do that for? In the rain? <laughs> Uh, right, Tash. I think I think we should leave it there. I think yeah. when, when we come back after the break, we're going to catch up with Luke, the other half, the other co-host. Yes, but he's a co-host. Yeah, he's a co-host, I suppose. He does, he does a little bit of work. Um, yeah, a little bit. We'll get Luke on, and we'll we'll yeah we'll talk shit. I'm sure um, about. This oh yeah, much more uncivilized than this one. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, that was a great review of Spartan. I generally think that it was a great course. Um, I hope they mix it up again for Ireland. We know it's already going to be flatter. Um, unless they confuse us all and take us into those, hey, oh. they might they might take us into those hills. You just don't know. You don't no, know. No, no, no. Let's go fast and flat for once. <laughs> fast and flat. I think they'll bring in some new obstacles. I was talking to a few of the Spartan guys. I won't get them in trouble. But there, there was a few new obstacles coming this year. So oh, yeah. We'll wait. The I think the, there was a problem with the shipment, but so we should hopefully see some new obstacles which will mix it up again and that's what it's all about you know you have to go yeah. back to the drawing board more training get better at certain things you know you've got to fail to improve haven't you so absolutely and it's a long season enough failing, that's for sure <laughs> speaking of it's my dad's first spot in in Ireland so if you see Victor Manson on course everybody give him a cheer please please do yeah he'll be wearing a big yellow top he is. I bought him one for his for his birthday. Is it a, is it a tight vest for me? Is it? Please tell me you've got machines. No, 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 no. That no, would no, be no. brilliant. <laughs> I might just sew a face on it though. <laughs> Natasha, thank you very well, much. Well done, Jack. You smashed it. I'm super proud of you at the weekend. Thank you very much, and we'll, uh, yeah, I'm sure Luke won't say that, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it for him. Cheers, Tash. <laughs> Bye. He said, "If it starts with a C, she'll take it." If that's where you appetite to do a Spartan race, why not use our code? Spartan Audio. All capitals, and that is Spartan Audio. <laughs> Spartan all Audio. So yeah, twenty percent off. Um, that's all waves other than the elite and age group. Um, so open waivers, kids race, super sprint, beast. Um, to be confirmed on the Stadion race in Twickenham. But I'm thinking they probably will have some sort of discount code going on and we will get it to you. So that's Spartan Audio, all capitals, to enjoy um, 20% off the next, your next race. Oh. Get involved! Get involved and do. Every Kelly
Luke. How do you doing, Luke? You right? I'm good, man. How about yourself? Yeah, where have you been for the last 10 minutes? Um, I've been hiding. Hiding? <laughs> yeah. I was eating and I was at the gym. At the gym. What have you been doing at the gym today? What did your body allow you to do at the gym today after the weekend? You feeling good? I don't, I don't feel too bad, actually. I did deadlifts today. I went heavy. No. Um, so, what's yeah. Heavy, what's heavy for Luke? 160. Okay, that's pretty heavy. <laughs> Yeah, well, at 160, I worked my way up um, for reps, and then I did singles at 160, um, six singles, and then just did a bit of stretching, pull-ups, a bit of upper body stuff. And that's up. why you're a beast. Yeah. Um, warmed up with a little bit of kettlebell work to just get my movements going. Kettlebell work. I like kettlebells. One of my favourite things. Underrated. I love it. Um, definitely I'm getting more into doing overhead kettlebell work so having the bell in grip and the kettlebell at the top oh yeah upside down kettlebell work yeah nice like presses and doing lunges while holding it in stabilised positions try as well like seated press with that upside down kettlebell oh my god the core screams love it yeah, it's all good, it's all good. So, talking of the weekend, we've come off the back of the weekend. We've just been talking to our other co-host and a friend, Natasha. Um, mm-hmm. She was saying that um, she didn't really enjoy the course. So, what were your first thoughts of the course? Um, the course, fairly similar to last year. Quite undulating hills, um, fairly steep hills, up and downs. They used a lot of the uh, zigzags that they did, similar to last year. Um, it's not my overly the best course or my favourite course but solid good obstacles I like the way that they use the two open spaces to plan the majority of obstacles and then they had a quite technical kind of descents um, in all of it yeah nothing that we didn't expect was going to be there none of the new Spartan obstacles but I'm sure they'll come um, everything again I think everybody was caught out by like the hoist even though we knew from last year it was all going to be fairly heavy. Um, the multi-rig was rings. Um, but yeah, nothing. I think the last little bit as you come across the bridge into St. Clair, the finish zone, it has been, the last three years, it's been a gauntlet of obstacles which the UK liked to put on. Um, again, I think some people got caught out by a few of the obstacles being so close together. Funny you say that, because I was surprised how many people failed uh, Z-Wall. Just yeah. like, like so many people, even at like the top 10, mm-hmm. um, so many people failing. <laughs> I think I saw two people doing burpees when I was going through. Yeah, um, crazy really, it's such a simple obstacle, but yet you put it in that situation and pressure. Um, yeah, a, um, I guess, where was I, I was about between like 7th and ninth, 7th to ninth, when I was coming across that bridge and there was literally like the other person was in front of me, other person was just in front of me. I think you said when you came across the bridge you were like in a line with people. Yeah, I, I could literally see second to me which was, I think I was like 5th or 6th, 7th maybe. I can't remember. Um, so, but you were thinking top, top 10 were almost in that finish zone Within, but it would have been because if you look at even uh, Dan Corner's finishing time for that super, he was only what a minute and a half ahead. So yeah, the bridge he must have been somewhere in that got gauntlet of obstacles. You know, 
It was probably doing the barbed wire. That took about 10 minutes to get through. Yeah, that, we, had a, we had a conversation about that with Natasha. We're, we're not a fan of the old barbed wire at the end. I just think it just, we were saying that we think it just slows everything down, but in the wrong way. Like, <laughs> it would have been quite nice to see, like, four-foot walls there or over-under-throughs. Just yeah. something that if you did have three or four people racing for that spear, knowing that's the last obstacle, just to keep the pace up and that sort of, because there's a lot of people watching and it's quite good fun, but like we'll get onto in a minute, that it was a bit of an anticlimax with that, the final race, you know, on the Sunday, where yeah. me, you and Scotty were there. Really, once I was into that, I was good. As long as I nailed my spear, admittedly, that, yeah, yeah. you know, I had enough of a lead to always win. There was nothing there that could have come down to a sprint finish or a, no, as we came to the barbed wire on, we'll skip to the Sunday quickly. As we came to the barbed wire on Sunday, I saw you and Scotty were almost probably a few metres from the end of the barbed wire as I entered. And I just thought, unless one of them misses the spear, this is the three. This is it. Like, you were in front of Scotty by about half a metre. And then Scotty was behind you. So I was like, well, you're going to reach the spear first. Scott's going to reach it second. Unless one of you misses... Thankfully, Scotty did. Um, <laughs> I'm going to probably take the third place. So, as, as it was, I couldn't beat you over those obstacles because I couldn't move faster than four metres. Yeah, on yeah the... no. It, yeah. <clears throat> the barbed um, wire is not a catchable ob- um, obstacle, is it? Like, No. It's not like Twister or Monkey Bars or Multi-Rig or Walls where I can move slightly quicker through that you can I don't think you can move too quickly through barbed wire especially as it was fairly low you're not crawling through it um you've got one speed kind of a roll or even a small hustle um but yeah it's actually interesting you say that because I, when I looked not that I should but I obviously used the rolling technique and then every other one I was come up and swapping over to the other side so I wasn't getting dizzy blah 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 and every time I had a roll, I'd have a look back to just see how fast Scotty was, just to make sure that he wasn't catching too quickly. Yeah. Um, and he was actually commando crawling it. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, and in all fairness to him, he, I think I don't think he ever caught me up, but he never lost any pace. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Immediately, I backed it off a little bit because I thought well, I've got to get up this slip wall and hit the spear now, and then I'm get is that game done? Do you know what I mean? But mm. yeah, it just like, and that's why. That's why they need to introduce the multi-rig, the proper multi-rig in the UK, because could you imagine that as a finishing? And I've got a feeling they're going to do that. And we, ha- we said this earlier. I've I'm got sure. a feeling this year they will pull out that somewhere and we'll all go, whoa, okay. And then that pressure of like trying to nail the multi-rig on the very last obstacle would be epic. Could you imagine, could you imagine like um, what would be really cool, something like the hoist, the spear, and then multi-rig? That would mm. be like, the, for, my, for me, for like a complete blowout of the field, that would be like the best last, all in 100 metres. That would be epic. I'll take Twister and Multi-Rig to finish, please. And see, I don't think they'll ever put two to- together. That would be great. <laughs> we'll fly through Twister, sprint to Multi-Rig, fly through Multi-Rig. Just one big, that would be cool, so that you had to go from Twister onto the Multi-Rig. So no bell, to a straight to a rope. Twister, Multi-Rig, yeah, just all in one. All like in one. Ten and foot. a rope climb in the middle. That would be oh. better, wouldn't it? So you have to then get onto the rope climb down. Oh, that, Tra- would, that would Traverse be. between, the, between oh. them. Oh. 
Oh, the tire injury. Yeah, that would be tough. Anyway, let's stop fantasizing about being IDs. Um, uh-huh. So back to the Saturday. One thing we did notice on the Friday when we went there is the map. We obviously quickly, or you as you're pretty um, au fait with checking out maps, um, we noticed that we we're definitely going to have a good 3 or 4K running between the two main fields. So yeah. we knew that's where the running was going to happen. And we knew that if you could be in that top 5 or 10 group, when you got to those running sections, all you had to do really is just hold on. And I yeah. think I think we'll both admit that at that time, uh, Tweddle and Dan Corner were holding a ridiculously fast pace. And yeah. only really, Bronock was the only real one that could keep up. But then obviously he failed a few obstacles, which helped. Um, but it's all very close, wasn't it? Yeah, well, there was two guys, I guess, probably unknowns, not really sure. They must have come in for this race and they both went French, off. French, I've checked them out. They're both French. Both French guys. So they went off 100% at the start and literally they must have hit that first field a minute before everybody else. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But then they hit every obstacle and seemed to come off it. Uh, Olympus, they found Olympus first time. Failed Olympus, I don't know how. Um, so then we caught them up. And then they did the same again into the second field. Not sure how they fared on obstacles, but I know they failed. Twister. Twister. They I mean, must Bender have. and the walls are not going to fail, are you? But let's be honest. I mean, I, I actually, at that point, I caught him up at Bender and he jumped up twice at Bender and couldn't grab the rail. I mean, he was a skinny guy, wasn't he? He was clearly a, just a, I don't know, a trial runner or whatever, but. A great runner. Yeah, he couldn't literally put his own body weight up over Bender. And then when he got to Twister, he went backwards. But still somehow managed to catch us up on those bloody yeah. hills every time. Yeah, the, the hills, this is as it was, the hills were steep enough to take you out if you were, like, not the best hill runner. But there was enough obstacles to kind of slow the really good runners down. And then it kind of come, come to the fore that you've got Dan Corner, who won, who's a good at both ex- Excellent runner. He's got enough strength to get through all of the obstacles without really causing himself too much problems. I know some of the more technical obstacles he may not be as quick on, but he seemed to have worked out most of the Spartan obstacles now and have have it down. The trainer's not a beast because I think a beast would would might just technically catch him out a little bit, maybe. Yeah, well, there would be a lot more obstacles, and I think the build up would get to you because there's a lot more upper body uh, stuff you've got to do we didn't have the oh, what's the wall like the Z wall but with ropes yeah, yeah like traverse Z wall yeah 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 like the uh, traverse wall that's quite a hard one if you don't have the technique you can easily come off that one with um, grip that's worn down throughout the race Twister was only three lengths long fairly easy um, I think if that was even I did it woohoo Ooh, there we go. Slow, but I did it. <laughs> um, yeah, like we said, obviously it wasn't a multi-rig. Um, there was no Trivolian Traverse. So, yeah, a beast, I think, would throw it all up in the air a bit more. But the series is only two supers and a sprint. So if you can get through the super obstacles, then you're fairly good And in that respect. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean... Coming back to that Saturday race, what did you think about when you saw the finishing obstacles not seeing the eight-foot walls? Did you like that? Or did you think the old lean-to walls was a bit pathetic? Um, I thought it was fine. 
snot. And the eight foot walls don't really, I've never seen anybody take it, uh, beat anybody at an eight foot wall or lose a position. I've never seen anybody from the elite fail an eight foot wall. So I don't really see too much of a difference. It's still a wall. You've got to get over it. It's going to take you probably about two seconds less because there's not two. Sorry, I'm trying to sneeze, but it won't come out, you know. <laughs> Hold on, it's coming out. <laughs> Brilliant podcasting. <laughs> oh. the funniest face ever. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, <laughs> folks. <laughs> so let's bring it back to the Sunday then. So basically what they did on the Saturday, they took, uh, sorry, for the Sunday, they took out the second field. So they took us up the hilly bits. The we first did, field. We did the walls, which I said Natasha just brought the shit at me. I mean, Uphill running and then a few walls just for that first part. They could have used their imagination a little bit better, couldn't they? And then a bit more hills, and then it was pretty much downhill all the way. Um, and then somehow I got myself the lead at that point, and I never really looked back. But then we hit the obstacle field, uh, yeah. hoist, rope, rings, um, hoist, bucket, bucket sandbag. Yeah, the, bucket, the, sandbag <clears throat> um, the monkey bars. So literally, I think it went me, you, Scott, into the field. Then we went into the rings, pretty much the same. And then into the bucket after the wall. And then at the bucket, we were quite close. And then you made a little bit of separation at the bucket. And Scott came up and caught me. And then when we went into the sandbag, Scott overtook me on the beginning of the hill. And by then, my legs were like, oh, uphill again. This hurts. Um, that little last bit after the hoist well we can get there in a minute honestly nearly killed me but coming back to the bucket I mean on the super it was a longer bucket Uh, they shortened it for the sprint they don't normally put a bucket in with a sprint but they did because without the bucket they wouldn't really have had much of a race on the Sunday Um, so they kept the bucket in they shortened it with it shortened in my mind as I ran up to that I saw it look oh oh, that looks like a smaller loop so yeah, I yeah. picked that bucket and just ran like a man possessed. I think I jogged the first little bit, knowing that when I got to the top of the turnaround point, it was slightly back downhill. Yeah, I, don't I, yeah. I don't think I stopped once. I just like man possessed. Come on, this this is it now. Just dig in deep. Go, go, go. Um, right. What do you think of the bucket? Yeah, it was fine. It was, it was a lot easier than the Saturday. Um, just kind of push through it. Go for the good sideways technique. Um, yeah, I like that technique. I tried that on the sprint. I quite enjoyed that because like you were saying, weren't you, that it makes it a little bit easier to lift your legs up. Yeah, a bit more range of motion with the legs. Um, yeah, you've just got to, it was a shorter one. I managed to think I stopped twice just because I like hamstrings were burning. Um, and then that's where you got a little bit of a gap and Scotty caught me a little bit. And then into the next carry, back-to-back carries, were tough. I would have preferred it if they were an obstacle in between or a bit more running, but it was fairly like you ran out of the bucket and ran straight into the sandbag. How did you find that sandbag second time? So basically, uphill, wasn't it? And then downhill. The downhill was, I found the downhill a hell of a lot harder on the super, whether that's because we did all the mountains, (laughs) hills before. But um, yeah, I found it a lot harder on the Saturday than I did the Sunday. The Sunday, I, maybe because I was winning, it helped. But in general, I was I was trying to keep a good pace going at all time. Yeah, the sandbag was much easier. It was shorter as well. They hadn't gone up as far. Oh, so I, hadn't, they, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, they, they made it 
probably half of what it was before. Oh, that's um, what it is, even. We went up a small rise and then cut across where we went before on the Saturday. Right. And then back down, so it was a lot quicker. Um, this time, when I threw my bag into the box, it didn't fall out. So I didn't mm-hmm. have to... Yeah, it. yeah, so that was fun. Um, and then, yeah, monkey bars. Then we went off and did the hoist. Um, and then you had the... <clears throat> Atlas carry. That, that hill, that, that honestly, coming off that hoist, I mean, I got into hoist with probably about a 20, 30 second head lead. You came in, Scotty came in, I think you came in roughly at the same sort of time. Oh my God, get the hoist up, got the hoist up. I left, I think I left probably 20 seconds, 30 seconds before you guys again, fortunately. But that hill, honestly, I just, I wanted to look back and go, can everyone just stop for a second so we can get our breath back? On a, yeah. It wasn't even a big hill, was it? But... It was just slow rise, oh. but it was just up, 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 up. Yeah, up, hamstrings up, and everything. And I was like, do you know what? I think I've got a time to walk a little bit. So I did have a cheeky little walk, knowing that when I got to the um, Atlas, that was pretty much the last obstacle before we got back into the gauntlet. You know, yeah. as long as I didn't drop that Atlas and it rolled down the hill, I was, I thought I'd be all right. You know, I was in for a podium at that point. Yeah, yeah. So, I think we were literally, even when me and Scotty left. I I think it was about 40 seconds, maybe more, to fourth place. Pretty much by the time you had left and done the Atlas ball, Scotty had gone in front of me about 15, 20 seconds. I'd gone, and then it was the first person in fourth had just picked up the ball. I wasn't sure who that was at that point, but I know know George Edwards finished in fourth, but I'm not sure he was fourth at that point, was he? I think it was George, because he managed to get the hoist up very quickly. Yeah, well, he's a big lad, isn't he? Yeah, he's got the strength. So, yeah, he managed to do that. And then, so by the time we had left, I could see he was just going over to do his burpees. So by the time to take five burpees, carry the ball back, it was long enough. I knew, just get up the hill, get into the village, and then, yeah, we head to that village, last little gauntlet, which was, for me, I found fairly easy obstacles. Um, I just couldn't make up enough time to catch you guys when we hit the barbed wire. There was no way I was going to catch you through the barbed wire and over the wall. And then I was just like, if they both miss this bit, I'm okay. <laughs> if, they, if one of them does, great. And you were fortunate enough that Scott did, obviously. Yeah, I think obviously throwing, you two throwing next to each other kind of just a bit of pressure. Scott missed it. And then... I managed to get my spear in because I was probably there about five seconds before him or even mm-hmm. probably a bit more. Took the time. I thought, you know what? I can hit the spear. Just got to hit it and I'm done. Do you know what I mean? There's no way you yeah. can catch me if I hit the spear. So I think me throwing it and the crowd cheering really did put... I mean, I'd like to ask Scott the question. I wonder if it... You were saying to Natasha earlier, yeah, I don't know well, if it's an elite thing or if it's just an everyone, but that moment of when you pick that spear up, it's like, it feels like minutes. It's not, it's seconds, but doesn't it? That The pressure of, oh my God, oh my God, I've got to get this in, I've got to get this in. And then when it sinks in, you just think, whew. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I literally, as I came to the last bit of the roll, um, I'd heard that Scott had missed his spear, so I sprinted up the, the wall, grabbed the rope halfway, and I threw myself over, thought, right, i just got to get to the spear, take my time. I think I took maybe 30 seconds to kind of pick the spear, pull my rope, get it all ready. I thought, all I've got to do is hit this, and I'm good. Um, luckily, it stuck, unlike Saturday. 
And then, yeah, just went for the wall. Um, by then, I think Scott was on like 25 or 26 burpees. I was like, shit, get over this wall <laughs> as quick as I can. Got to the finish line. Um, pretty happy with doing that. Come in second in the race. It was good. Yeah, it was a good race, actually. I enjoyed it. And bearing in mind, I wasn't looking forward to it because my legs hurt like hell on the start line. But yeah, no, it was a good race. You run them out and uh, you've got your first Spartan victory. I certainly have. I'm fed up of all those silvers. I've now got a nice gold poking at me on my uh, my little there you go. dash of trophy. So hopefully... Sorry, go I noticed that the uh, 2019 trophy is slightly different to the 18 one in look. It's quite nice. You haven't noticed, have you? I'm just looking down. <laughs> <laughs> slightly different. They're all slightly different, actually. And yeah. I like the ribbons of the new ones as well. They're quite cool. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, honestly, I'm so, so happy the season's back. I love racing. I forgot how much I missed it. You know, and just that competitive race we had. I mean, the, the Saturday was brilliant, but obviously the Sunday for me coming first, obviously, is really nice. But mm-hmm. in general, just so happy to be back racing, really, and can't wait for Ireland now. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, Ireland's It's going to be a completely different race. It's going to be flat. It's going to be fast. I think they're going to throw in a few obstacle gauntlets in there. I, mm-hmm. I generally think that we're now also, when we've talked to the series, you know, it's set up nicely. You know, there's yeah. still some names like yourself, you know, like you're, you're a little bit behind, but, you know, you can never count any of them out, really, can you? Anybody no. can have a bad day and anybody can have a really good day, so... Yeah, and we've got, obviously, Ireland, of course, that probably will suit my running style a lot better than a hillier course. Unless they take us up into the hills, of course. <laughs> no, keep it on. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's great to be back racing. It was great to see, like, over the course of both days, so many people there. There was tons of people and met loads of people there that were running maybe their first race or they brought a friend to the race. Um, There was three guys actually on, I think it was the Saturday, um, was talking to at the beginning, and one of their friends had never done a race before. And... Two of the guys made it back to the finish line. I uh, chatted to them. I was like, oh, where's your friend? They're like, oh, he fell an obstacle. He's still out there. So I hope that guy... He's not still out there. <laughs> I hope he's not still out there. Um, yeah, that was quite cool to see like a lot of new faces and see a lot of new sponsors in and around the village. Some of my uh, favourite companies down there. So hint, hint. <laughs> Don't start doing a penny on me and start mentioning them every five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Um, but yeah, so it's good. I, um, I took some of my crew out, a field fit crew. They had, we had two first timers and then two that have done it before that joined in and they loved it. Absolutely loved it. One of the guys had a clean run and nice. me, they text, we've got a little group and they, they WhatsApp and they said, basically without field fit and the training we'd done, we, we felt like we wouldn't have been able to do it. And like oh, just even achieving the wall and things like that and not the wall, sorry, the rope and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was like, oh my god! And then one guy said Monday was like such an anticlimax. He didn't know what to do with his day. He wanted to go Spartan racing. I was like, you know, you're a proper Spartan when you wake up Monday and go, oh, oh I've got nothing to do. <laughs> Today's boring. <laughs> and I was like, that's why I train every day. You see? Yeah. But you're very true. Like since then, um, even on some of like the groups, the forums on Facebook, seen a lot of people asking like. Where can I train for this? I failed this obstacle. Where can I go and train? Like, if you've done a Spartan race or you've seen somebody doing it, 
you like the rope especially and a few other obstacles you need to get yourself to a field fit or to a training location and like just try the obstacles out because running the race it does make it a hell of a lot more enjoyable if you know what you're what's coming and not doing 300 burpees is not fun is it let's be honest yeah it's just say burpees suck so <laughs> whatever you can do to try not to do them is probably a good thing. Um, go, if you haven't got a training facility, like if you lived, I don't know, in the middle of nowhere, just try and think well, what muscle groups you're using and then try and find something that works those muscle groups. I mean, a lot of yeah. a lot of OCR is grip straightening and, put, and push-pull. So, you know, if yeah. you work with your grip, and that could be anything, do you know what I mean? You know, hanging from a bar, from a fence, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. just work those muscles and, you know, you, you're going to enjoy the race a lot more if, you know, you can not fight it yeah for sure and if you're looking at a fair amount of the obstacles i'd say if you can achieve a pull-up or five probably ten pull-ups would be ideal if you can pull yourself up onto a top of a wall or over a wall or up bender um then you're going to enjoy it more and um, you'll be probably be able to do the monkey bars the rings because you've got that upper body strength so that's definitely something, like Jack says, if you don't live near a training facility per se, get yourself to the gym, do some pull-ups, get on monkey bars if there's any kind of in a park near you. Um, yeah, just get moving, get trying stuff. Make sure you're strong enough for the race. You'll enjoy it a hell of a lot more. Let's do a quick fire round then. So, Luke, what did yeah. you think of this course this week? Um Hilly, tough, um, cold on the Saturday. Oh, cold. Interesting. Uh, hardest part? Hills. I'm hearing about the hills. Why do you think they're so hard? Because, like, admittedly, I think that was a lot harder than it was last year. A lot harder. Um, yeah, I can't remember last year too much. I remember coming and enjoying it, and I, I enjoyed this year. Um, it just seemed to be that there was bigger hills. Mm, it did seem like there were some monsters there. Maybe they got a JCBA and dug them out. Yeah. Favourite part of the race? Um, a sprint on Sunday, I would say the whole sprint. I just enjoyed racing yeah, that one. It was good yeah. to race against yourself, Scott, have a nice competition. I absolutely go full pelt um, for the start of the race and pretty much all the way through. So, yeah, I enjoyed that day. It was good. Nice. And what's your main focus now going to Ireland? What are you going to be focusing on? Oh, spear throwing. Yeah, spear throwing, trying to make sure I land it. Um, I guess flat speed carries. Um, I think with it being a very flat course, they might introduce more carries. We only had two here, which is very light for a Spartan race in the UK. I can see the tyres coming out in Ireland. I can see the log carry, I can see the tyres, I can see a fair amount of carrying coming out to just stop that fast, fast race. Maybe uh, a double spear as well, that'd be interesting. You never know. Uh, I'm hoping they don't try and cut it down too much. If we end up achieving an extremely fast super time, let it be. You're going to have to run really fast to win that course. So, yeah, be working on kind of speed, carries strength to get through those obstacles as quick as possible technique nice 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 and let's go for the results then the final results of this weekend so let's start with the saturday super males we had uh, so you had daniel corner who was the winner 
in 1 hour 19.23. If any of you saw on Spartan Race UK stories, he ran, across, <laughs> he, he ran across the line and shouted, I'm 43. <laughs> yes, he's 43 years old. Um, in and second place, can I point out? Yeah, he was fast. So, um, so yeah, second place, Tom Tweddle in 1 hour 21.43. But um, he did do burpees at the spear, didn't he? Oh, I think he it. was leading, so it would have been a lot closer if the hand of burpees hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was Tom's first race as a mudstacle machine, I'm going to say. I haven't seen him wear the yellow top before, but I know he was obviously part of the I was machine. a little confused. I was like, shit, Brunnock's got quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brunnock's got skinny. And then I was like, now I can see two yellows. What's going on here? <laughs> They're everywhere. Um, third place, Scotty Barker. Well done to Scotty. Uh, one hour, 22 minutes, 38 seconds. That's close, um, man, isn't it? Let's be honest. That's not, not very fine. close. No. Under, a, under a minute between him and Tom. So very close. Um, That's one failed obstacle, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, literally. Um, very, very close. Um, obviously, Scotty's first race, um, part of the Spartan Pro team. So it was great for him. Um, On the women's side? Women's side, uh, Miriam Gillet-Bosset, who we were talking about in our last podcast with yeah. Jack Bauer. The French girl. Yeah. Rapidly yeah. quick as well. What time? Um, one hour 33. More importantly, did you get chicked by Miriam Bosset on the super? No. No, neither did I. That's good. Miriam would have come 17th in the men's field, which is still very quick extremely quick um for that kind of course uh obviously miriam as we spoke about with jack on the stats episode is pretty much a lock at any race she turns up to for a podium um this is a woman who has been on the podium at european championships won the spartan race middle east championships already this year and pretty much every other race she's ran this year. it looks like she shouldn't be able to do anything doesn't she let's be honest yeah, Natasha. This is it. Um, so second place, Andrea Berkez. Um, one hour, 33.05. So only two minutes between her and Miriam. So that's a very good showing for Andrea. And I know she failed some obstacles. I don't know which ones. So there's an improvement to be made there. She could have been a lot closer if needed. I think she came off Twister. Ah, okay, Twister. You mentioned uh, that earlier in the podcast. So, yeah, those two minutes that could have been the burping and the failure at Twister. So she could have been even closer. So yeah, because if you can take into consideration the fatigue of the burpees. Yeah, and there was a lot of hills after that. So yeah, there was a lot of hills after that. Um, so, yeah, then in third place, Jade Skillen, one hour, 38.22. So a little bit more of a gap between... Um, Andrea and Jade. And I think um, Jade got burpees as well. Yeah, uh, definitely at the block. I want to say block wall. Block wall. Yeah, she fell off block wall and hoist, I do believe. So two and lots of burpees, I think. Two lots of burpees. So that might be where the gap was made up. Um, obviously, Andrea and Jade both on the Spartan Pro team. So excellent result on the super race for the pro team. Three Three members of the pro team podium in. And that's the series race, isn't it? The first series race. And then on the Sunday, obviously, the sprint on the male side. On the male side, we're going to skip straight to second place. <laughs> I yeah. bet you would. <laughs> yeah. No. First place, Jack Carpenter. 
think he may have skipped the course at some point. Uh, so 34.51, extremely quick. Mr. Carpenter, I believe you had a clean run as well. I had a full weekend of clean runs. There you go. So first podium on the Spartan Pro Team. Second place, myself. 36.02, so not far behind. Very close. What is that? A minute and a half? Um, about a minute. Yeah, a minute and five seconds or something. Pretty much the 30-second gap that you guys had on me, plus the time I slowed down to take the spear and not miss. <laughs> <laughs> so you're yeah. a minute. When I said you think about a minute, you literally were there a minute. <laughs> I was there a minute, like, <laughs> row straight. Um, third place again, Scotty Barker. So two thirds. Oh, he loves a third, doesn't he? He loves a third. He does. Thirty-six twenty-one. So literally only a few seconds behind me. As I said, he was burping as I was landing the spear. So he must have finished and done those. So he must have about fifteen thirds. <laughs> I think so. I'm yeah. not sure, but yeah, he's definitely uh, he's got a lot of podiums and definitely a few of them are. And I've just realised I've got the first gold pro team gold, haven't I? You have, um, and Jade as well was also linked with that. Oh, because she got the gold on the women's side, didn't she? Because she did. She did. So Jade Skillen won the females in forty-three thirteen. Um, so again, for that course, Jade would have come seventeenth in the men's field on that day. So that's pretty fast. Um, Bearing in mind on the Saturday as well, what we didn't, sorry, on the Sunday, what we didn't say is quite a few new guys, not mentioning names, but quite a few new guys that came into that race. So like, they're racing fresh and Jade already done a day's racing the day before. Yeah. So that's an impressive time with yeah. that in mind. Um, second, Becky Rendell. Um, believe she went and won the. Stuff Mudder as well the day before. Tough Mudder uh, competitive wave the day before, so shout yeah. out to her. Excellent work. Uh, part of the Nuclear Phoenix team. Um, and third place, Ruth Goodwin. <clears throat> I'm not sure who you are, but well done, Ruth. You did well. Not sure who you are, Ruth, but excellent work. A Spartan Race Elite podium. That's great. What, what time was Ruth in? Um, 52.35. And what's that off, off the second? And that was about eight minutes. Okay. It was a it was a smaller field, definitely on the women's side for the Sunday race. Um, a little bit slower, but still probably a good a good race. Just to touch uh, on what you're just saying there, it's nice to see this year on both days and both waves, um, a lot of people jumping up from age group to elite. That's good to see, isn't it? Yes, definitely from both sides. Um, a few of the guys who did really well in age group last year have moved up into the elite, which is great. Um, and a few of the women who did age group last year have moved up as well. So that's what we need. Um, I would say definitely the women's field can always be bigger. Um, on you the, you can always wear your wig, mate. You might win this week on the women's field. Hi, one win and he's there. Um, but oh, yeah, I'm retiring now, mate. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> One and done. One and go. One and done. Uh, but yeah, like on the Sunday, there was only six females in the elite field. Mm, that's harsh, isn't it? It's very sparse. Um, I would love to see more females in that elite field. I think 
why not? If you feel like you can do it, if you're putting down some good times, make the jump up, try, see what you can do. Especially in a sprint, you know, the in course. Sprint, anything can happen. So that would be great. Um, yeah, looking across the weekend, I think uh, throughout the Spartan Pro team, there were seven podiums. Um, and we had a all male Spartan Pro team podium on the Sunday. So shout out to us. Me, um, you, Scotty. Yep. And yeah, it was great kind of first outing for Spartan, a great event from them. They've set the bar, I would say, fairly high for the races going forwards. Um, they've just released registration for Twickenham, so the stadium is happening. Stadion. Stadion, Stadion. sir. Stadion. Stadion. I also will say, just before we go, I yeah. actually do quite a lot of new T-shirts. They're quite nice. Well done, Spartan. Well, there we go. I've uh, I had a little mixed feedback about the T-shirts. Oh, really? What's, what's your feedback? Um, I've, a couple of people said they didn't like them, which I'm not too sure on. Um, I you're, don't the, mind. you're never going to beat the 2017 great ones. Oh, <laughs> they were the ones. They were the ones. But last year was an absolute just mess. And I've got a drawful now that I just use for not a lot. But this year, right, yeah, I can see myself wearing the shears. They're nice. Yeah, I like the way they've got the different writing Spartan down the side and it's got the Super and Sprint logo on the side of the panel, which is nicer. Um, I like it. I don't think they're too bad. Um, other little bits that were said about it, um, the parking, obviously there was a new thing where you had to pay. Um, I don't know really where it goes you have to normally pay for parking to go for shopping to go for other places we didn't have to pay as much for parking before but now it's a little bit more expensive is that because they're using a third party company though for the parking now so that's where the money goes rather than just Spartan yeah I'm going to say yes because I think that's the only way that the, the, the price would be a little bit more I don't know what it is with it like, is what it I would say is that payment goes towards the cars not getting stuck in a wet field. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because they can now pay for proper boardwalks and proper structure, yeah. you know, so the cars aren't getting stuck. Yes. Obviously, we'll remember the the terrible year of Windsor when everybody got stuck in the field for hours. Well, even this one last year. We got stuck this time last year, didn't we, at St. Clair? So, yeah. So, hopefully that will not happen and that payment will decrease that risk going forwards um yeah other than those two little bits i think all the feedback i've had has been extremely positive and everybody's looking forward to doing ireland if you're going to do the traveling or doing uh, gloucester ashton down in the next uk event. indeed sir right i think we'll leave it there i think you and natasha have completely smashed it out of the park Ooh, so you've taken on the sole hosting role this one. I have, yes. I feel very privileged. Oh, we need feedback on this. <laughs> Not so good. <laughs> excellent. Well, excellent. 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 <laughs> I was going to say excellent. You can't say it. <laughs> right. I really am going because uh, Spurs have got to go beat Ajax and I've got to go watch them. Oh, well, well I'm going to watch Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll sign off then. Sign off. Bye. How do I pronounce your name? Thomas Van Tonder. 
Um, yes, that's the closest you're going to get to it, so... Um... <laughs> Trust me, the closest I will get to it, for sure. <laughs> this is Ryan Kent, and you've been listening to OCR Audio. Uh, I'm Ian Hosick, and you've been listening to OCR Audio. Thank you.